Stacy's getting ready to go next door. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> again, I want to say thank you for, for being here this morning. Uh, this is not only Friend Day, but also marks uh, the second year anniversary of Miss Stacy and I being here at Mid County Baptist Church. It's hard to believe that two years ago this weekend, or the first Sunday of April, was our first Sunday in Texas. And uh, moving from Arkansas to Texas, um, yeah, we like it. We love Texas. They're very thankful the Lord has moved us here, and uh, very thankful to have all of you in church this morning. And uh, we do have a, a visitor that's from out of country here this morning with us, has driven, has flown uh, the furthest out of anybody to be here from Canada this morning, Miss Debbie's sister flew in just for friend day and uh, we appreciate you being here for that right that's the reason why you came is just for this day right yeah <laughs> amen well we're thankful every one of you are here got your bibles take it to romans chapter number eight romans chapter eight i want to speak to you this morning on freedom from defeat uh we need to be we need not to live a defeated life <clears throat> too many times as Christians we live a defeated life we live that something has us down discouraged and down and out and and uh, there's reason why we don't have to be defeated we don't have to live a defeated life <coughs> excuse me we can live a life with victory in the Lord and victory in Jesus and we can find that only through the blood of Jesus Christ and only through the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to give you an encouragement this morning in Romans chapter 8, and we'll read just a couple verses here, but freedom, freedom, freedom from de defeat. So if you've got your Bibles open to Romans 8, let's all stand if you can in Romans 8, just out of respect to reading of God's Word. In Romans 8 and verse number 6, the Bible says, or ver let's start in verse 5, for they that are of the flesh are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot, cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies, by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. So I just want to give you some three simple thoughts this morning concerning freedom from defeat. One of the greatest things that we have in America is freedom. One of the greatest things we have as Christians is freedom. <coughs> we don't have to live a defeated life. We don't have to live a discouraged life. We don't have to because there is somebody who paid for our victory. Let's, let's pray. God, I thank you for today.
I thank you for every individual here this morning. Lord, I thank you for every, every person that decided to come this morning. I pray that you will use me in spite of me. Give me the words to say. And we love you. And in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And thank you. You may be seated. Just as way of introduction here, Paul, and we see the contrast here in verse number 6, verse number 7, verse number 8. The contrast, verse number 5, the contrast between a lost person and a saved person. Understand that this text is, is not talking about two saved people. This is not talking about two individuals who are born again. This is talking about two people, one that is lost and one that is born again. And you say, how do you know that, preacher? Well, look in verse number 6. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. Now, as a Christian, I have life and peace, as the verse number 6 says. I don't have to live in death. I don't have that. But if you are lost this morning, you live in death. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 6, and verse number 23, he says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So without the blood of Jesus Christ being applied to your life, that is the death in which it's talking about. So number one, we have death versus life. We have death contrasted against life. The lost live, may live physically, but are dead spiritually. You say, how is that even possible? Because when I got saved, there's something inside of me that came alive. And you say, what does it mean to be saved? I'll get there in just a moment, but may I have your attention this morning, and may I say to you, Christian, is that as we look at this book and we apply it to our life and we can see that this, this death that Satan wants us to have. Bible says that Satan came to seek, to kill, and destroy. Satan doesn't want you to have life. He doesn't want you to have life more abundant. He doesn't want you to enjoy life. He doesn't want you to enjoy the pleasures that God has for you. As God does, Satan wants you to have death. Satan wants you to have death. You say, what is death? That's the death in hell. Because once a person goes to hell, they cannot get out. It doesn't matter how much praying goes on on earth. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Judgment will come. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the moment that I close my eyes in death, I will open my eyes in eternity. Amen. And if I'm a born-again believer, I'm going to open it into eternal life. Romans 6.23 tells us that we can have eternal life. And that eternal life is not death. I'm going to live forever with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we see the death versus contrasted versus life. I'm going to tell you, Christian, I'm going to tell you something that's very true. <coughs> you cannot, as a Christian, have, be happy. You cannot, as a Christian, live a, a good, victorious life and not fellowship with God. You say, what do you mean? The death that is in that, you say the death that we're talking about is the flesh. And that's the flesh that dwells in you. The Bible says that in your flesh dwelleth no good thing. Do you know what I deserve? I deserve hell. And because of my wrongdoing, I don't deserve the goodness of God. But inside of me is the flesh, and it doesn't want to do right. And it doesn't want to be right. It doesn't want to do right. But as a Christian, I can't let the flesh overcome the spirit 
And that spirit of God that dwells inside of you, if you're a born-again believer, needs to overcome the flesh because we don't need to live in death. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. Do you know what that word carnal means? It means worldly, to have the taste of the world. Look, I may have the flesh inside of me, and it may do wrong. And I may have the flesh inside of me, and my desires may not always be right. But I ought not live with death. I ought to live with life. Jesus said, and I've said it before, and as we're going through the book of Romans, a verse that continues to come to my mind, Jesus said, I came that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. He came that we might have life. He doesn't want us to live. Hey, have you ever, have you ever been to the store? Have you ever, how many guys have ever been to a store before? Wow, each and every one of you, man. Have you, and look at people's faces. They're sad. You don't walk to the store too many times and find people that are just happy. You say, why? What does that have to do with me? I'm a born-again believer, and me standing in line, I ought to have a smile on my face because I'm saved. I'm heaven-bound. I'm not going to hell. I'll never touch hell because I'm a born-again believer. And let me tell you, if you're a born-again believer, you can be the same way, and you'll never touch hell. And you ought to have the love, the life of Jesus Christ and the joy that ought to be down in your heart. The little kids song. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I have the love of Jesus in my heart, down in my heart. And I'm so happy. So very happy I have the love of Jesus in my heart. You say, why are you singing a kid's song? Because I'm a born again believer and there ought to be joy that lives down inside of my heart. I don't have to live in death. I don't have to live with the flesh overcoming the spirit because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I ought to have power over death. And I ought to live in life and joy of the Lord. He does not want us to live with the idea. Oh, poor me. <clears throat> Please do not think that I make light of your situation, that, you, that uh, the things that you are going through and the difficult circumstances that you may have, may I, I'm not making light of that. But as a Christian, we ought to have the joy of the Lord inside of us, not death. <laughs> in the book of John Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples and he comes to Peter he comes to wash Peter's feet in John number chapter 13 <coughs> in verse number 8 verse number 7 Jesus answered and said he comes to Peter and Peter he says Lord Dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Don't wash my feet, Jesus. Don't wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. You say, What does that have to do with the flesh and the spirit 
Look, if you want to fellowship with the Lord, you're going to have to overcome the flesh. You're going to have to overcome the, that, that, that old man that's inside of you for you to fellowship with God and for you to walk with God. You have to overcome those things. And again, I say, greater, greater is he that is in you. That means that he has power to overcome darkness and light is greater than darkness. And the, hey, and the darkness that may not comprehend everything that goes on, but the darkness of sin and the darkness of death and the darkness of the flesh may want to have control over you. But life, by God, fellowshipping with Him will help us overcome that darkness. You want to know why Christians live in sin? Because they allow the darkness of sin to dwell there. And they don't fellowship with God. Is there something you need to overcome? I believe if each and every one of us would be honest, there's something that we ought to overcome. There's sin that we're struggling with. But you're not going to have, you're not going to have victory over that sin. You'll never have victory over that problem. You'll never have victory over that flesh unless you fellowship with God. Because as Jesus told Peter, he said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part. We ought to let the Word of God, the Bible talks about the Word of God washing us and washing us. We ought to let the Word of God wash us. The death contrasted versus life. <coughs> Look, verse John, chapter 1 and verse 9, he says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When God came and he saved me, Hey, when I can pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? He cleanses me every time of my sin. That is that life that he wants us to have. 1 John 5, 1, verse 7, he said, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from sin. And so you say, what does that have to do with this? When I walk with God and I'm confessing my sins with God, the blood of Jesus Christ covers all of my sin. Not just some, but all. I'm going to tell you though, you want to know something that will destroy your fellowship with God? You want to know something that will tear it apart as quick as it can? That's sin. Sin separates you from God. Bible says in Psalms chapter, I think 68, he says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. Hey, Christian, don't think that you can live your life and woohoo, do all that you want to do and, and sin like you want to sin. And go where you want to go. And be what you want to be. And you say, I don't have to listen to the Holy Spirit of God. If you live in sin and dwell in sin and, and sin constantly, that sin will separate your fellowship with God. <coughs> and you will not have that peace that he's talking about in verse number 6. No, number 1 is death, contrast to verse life. Number 2, a war with God or peace with God. Verse number 6, again, he says in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 6, he says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. In verse number 7, 
He says, because the, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law, neither indeed can be. Let me ask you something. How many in this room want to go to war against God? Say, I, I, that'd be me. I'd like to go to war against God. I don't think if we'd be honest, there's one person in this room that says, I don't want to go against God. I don't want to go to war against God. But look at this. In verse number 7, the Bible says, For the, Because the carnal mind, which is the worldly mind, is enmity with God. What does enmity mean? That means enemy. My combatant. A war. So for you to be carnally minded, for you to be worried about the worldly things instead of godly things, as the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. This is what he's talking about here. Ready? You want to be that way? You want to be that way? You're God's enemy. Who, raise your hand. You, who, who, who said they wanted to be God's enemy? Then we've got to change our minds. You look in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1 and verse number 2. The Bible says the renewing in verse number 2. He says, and be not conformed to this world uh, and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There needs to be a renewing of your mind go on. The war versus God or peace with God. I want peace with God. And the only way that I can have peace with God is not have a carnal mind, not have a worldly mind. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. I don't know about you. <coughs> if, you're, if you're saved today, <coughs> excuse me, if you have the Lord in your life, oh, hallelujah. If you have the Lord in your life, guess what? You want that peace. And the only way that you're going to get peace is let the love of Christ dwell in your mind. And the word of God dwell in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. That's how you're going to get that. Let's go to number three, and we're done. Number three. Look in verse number seven. Verse number eight, I'm sorry. The Bible says, then, so then. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So you have number three, pleasing self or pleasing God. So here's the contrast. It's up to you. You make the decision. If you're, if you're saved, you make this decision. Serve God or serve self. Bible says, and he that of the flesh cannot please God. What is that flesh? What is that flesh? What is that flesh? That flesh that's inside of you. And see, it doesn't matter how old you are. And it doesn't matter how young you are. And it doesn't matter where you're from. And it doesn't matter who your parents were. Every single person in this room, you have the flesh in your life. 
And if you allow that flesh to be stronger than your spirit, you can't please God. Look, and I'm going to tell you this too. Let's just say my spirit may be bigger than the flesh right now. But, but I'm going to serve God, okay? I'm going to serve God. I'm going to go out. I'm going to tell people about the Lord, right? And I want to sing songs. <coughs> and I want to preach the gospel. But I'm doing it so someone will pat me on the back. And someone will give me a high five. Look, the Bible says that he that is in the flesh cannot, cannot, cannot please God. If you are serving God for an applause, if you're serving God for other people, you don't please God. And it doesn't matter where you're at, and it doesn't matter where you've been, if you're serving it for other people, you're not pleasing God. I don't care. This preacher, do you know what? There's probably been days in my life that I didn't please God. You say, you? Yeah, that's right, because I didn't, I didn't serve God in the spirit. I was serving God in the flesh. Doing it to make sure everybody else is happy. Make sure everybody, hey, did you see that? Did you see what I just did? Man, I look good, don't I? Huh? I did right. But no person in this room, don't you ever do right for someone else. You do right for God. You serve God. And that flesh that's inside of you, don't let it be bigger than the spirit. That's right. It's your choice. Everybody in this room, it's your choice to either allow the spirit to work in you or to allow the flesh to have control over you. And guess who can't make you do one good thing or the other? I can't. And neither can God. Because God has saved me. He's given me the spirit of free will. And he allows me to choose whether I serve God or not. I'm not serving God. And I didn't move my family down here because, because I was trying to please other people. I just want to please God. You need to please God. But you cannot please God in There's a fight. I'm going to close with this illustration. I'm done. Inside of every born-again Christian, there's a, a representation of the old man, and then there's the new man. And whoever you feed the most is going to be the strongest. You have two puppy dogs, and you feed one the best the best you can and you feed the other one the scraps and the leftovers ever seen one of them scrawny dogs that you can read see their 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 uh their ribs pretty sick looking but it's because he wasn't fed inside of you there's a spirit dog and inside of you there's a flesh dog now, if you feed the spirit dog more than you feed the flesh dog, then the spirit's going to win. How do you feed the spirit? By doing spiritual things. How do you feed the flesh? By doing fleshly things. And 
whatever you do the most is whoever you're going to feed the most. You say, this is what the scripture is talking about? This is exactly what the scripture is talking about. You want to let the flesh rule? Then you will not please God. (coughs) I want to please God with my life. And I would thank every person in this room. No one wants to be an enemy with God. So the question is to you. War with God or peace with God? You choose. Flesh or spirit? You choose. No one else can choose it for you. Are you sitting in your are you sitting in this room? And you say, Brother Trenton, I don't know anything as you I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't even know what it means to be born again. Today's the day we can get that settled. God, I thank you.